What up, it's your boy Ben Johnson, aka The One, and I'm here with another episode of that podcast that you won't care about until you unplug from the Matrix. This is Everybody's Upset. I'm here to talk some more trash today, as you can see. Well, you can't see, but I'll let you know. I'm solo today. Uh, tried to do a show last week. Uh, couldn't get around to it, as, like I said in the last episode, preparing for babies and and weddings and still working full time and taking care of your family is kind of time consuming so y'all bear with me also most of my guests are <laughs> hardworking people aspiring artists and you know people that you know handle business so getting guests scheduling you know meeting and stuff like that is it's tough but i'm able to get uh you know, get a good show in every now and then with some good people. So, um, to support that, <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Leave reviews, share, and uh, we can make it. We can make the show bigger than it is. So, you know, it could be a full time thing. Um, still looking for people to write into the show. Everybody's upset at gmail.com. Sending listening letters and questions and. Uh, comments on the show and everything else and we'll read them on the show and give you a little feedback uh, also you can donate to the show through anchor.com anchor.fm uh, through Spotify support the show you can also uh, donate via GoFundMe the links are all in the description um, got a short show today I just wanted to go over some things that I've been <laughs> wanting to talk about, things that have been going on in the media, uh, in the news, in the world, per usual, and uh, I just wanted to give y'all my account of what it's been like since I've unplugged from social media, I think everybody needs to hear this, and at least fast from it or do it, but uh, we'll get to that in a second, but first, I got a few Got a few main events. Got a few um, current things that happened that uh, I wasn't able to cover last week, but um, I'm back this week, and uh, we're gonna get on top of it. We're gonna talk about this Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. Though, first of all, if you listened to the last episode, Big Girls with Sticks, if you haven't, pause this episode right now and go listen to Big Girls with Sticks. I had my young, my young bull, my young, young wise man, Jaden Taylor, on, and he. Um, he dropped a lot of gems, and he had he had a lot of good stuff to say. But one of the main things he said, uh, I don't know if he, I don't even know if he ended up saying it on the show. He did say it on the show. He was like, uh, "Why do we care so much about what these people got going on?" Which is a brilliant question, and it kind of ties in with today's episode, especially talking about you know social media and stuff like that. But uh, it's just some, all in all, it's just something for people to talk about. But at the same time. <clears throat> it's a lot to take away from the situation, so we're gonna get into it. So, if I'm, there's no way that you don't know about what happened, unless you uh, live on a rock. But just in case, you know, you weren't aware of totally what happened is uh, Chris Rock was hired to host the Oscars, as the Oscars often do, and um, they hire comedians to host because they're tell jokes um so Chris Rock made the joke in regards to Jada Pinkett Smith's hairstyle 
and she had a short haircut, like a ball, not almost bald, pretty much bald haircut, uh, identical to a char- another character in a movie, and he he made a joke out of it. The uh, Will Smith, <laughs> who really is the victim in all of this, him and Chris Rock, they really they're really the victim. Will Smith took upon himself to walk up on stage during the Oscars and slap Chris Rock. And it, the internet had a fit. Um, <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff came from this. It was, it somehow became a protect black women argument. Uh, it, it became a black people shouldn't be doing this in front of white people argument, which is absurd. Um, it was a Chris Rock shouldn't be talking about people argument. He's a comedian. He's made his whole career of making jokes about people. Uh, but you, you can see where this is going. It's, it's stupid. It's crazy. It's really stupid. But um, let's just start from the top. Um, Chris Rock, like I said, he was hired by the Oscars to host the Oscars. Same way they did Kevin Hart. And then before he even made it to the Oscars, they was like, Oh, he said something about, um, he had some tweets from 20 years ago about homosexuals, and so they threw him away. Um, <laughs> so he never even made it to the Oscars to be made a, made a mockery of. They made a mockery of him before he got there. But anyway, Chris Rock made the joke about Jada's hair. He didn't say anything about her ailment or having alopecia. He just said, oh, you got a bald head just like the lady from the movie. Can't wait to see the next movie. Long story short. Will Smith, I believe Will Smith just saw down the road that this was going to turn into another situation where he's drugging the media. Same way he got drugged when Jada Pinkett aired out their dirty laundry online, which is what she do. She, you know, where these things don't concern us, people such as her and other celebrities, they want to put their lives, televise their lives. This is what they do to me make the money they just be famous and people pay attention to their lives live vicariously through them I guess I don't know but uh but yeah so she drugged this man she cheated on him with the young boy and and she drug him and she's like well I did I, this is my thing I do my thing and I feel sorry for Will in a sense but anyway um he saw that coming with the whole thing so he got up and slapped Chris Rock I guess he was tired he, he's been a year at least of him being made a mockery of in the media, he was like, not this time. But unfortunately, he's they still making a mockery of him and what he did. And uh, I don't think real, Will really wanted to do that, but he just figured he was damned if you do, damned if you don't, so he did it. Then, <laughs> from what I've been told, after the fact, she came and was like, she didn't want him to do it or she didn't care if he did it. It's, I don't know, it's some bullshit, but Will Smith, if by some some way you're listening to this podcast, just leave, leave that, leave that man alone. <laughs> Leave Jada Pinkett alone. Be, live your life and travel and do stuff you've been doing by your goddamn self. I don't know what the issue is with the whole thing. Because I've seen videos where she said she don't care what people say about her bald head. She's had short hair her entire career. That's We know Jada Pinkett, that's the chick with the short hair. You feel what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't see what the issue was. It was blown out of proportion just like most things. So um, uh, getting back to the point, Chris Rock. He was just, <laughs> he was hired to do a job. He did the job and he got, he, he suffered for it. Um, that that year before, 
a couple of years before, Ricky Gervais, the white guy, the white British guy, whatever he is, he got up on the Oscars and, and called everybody pedophiles to their faces and named names. And, you know what I'm saying? This shit, it, it wasn't half as bad. But, you know, I just said that to say, hey, that's what you, that's what you, this is what they asked for. Nobody really watched the Oscars in 2022. As a matter of fact, the week it happened, the day it happened, I was doing the episode, and as I sat down, I looked at my phone, and it was a notification so and so and so about the Oscars. And I was like, this is, it was just starting. I was like, people even watch the Oscars anymore? But anyway, I did my show. By the time we got done, <laughs> Will Smith slapping Chris Rock was the only thing you could see on your timeline, and it was so aggravating. And it was part of the reason why I got off social media. But I'll get to that later in the episode. Um, yeah, so. Chris Rock and anybody else who's a comedian, keep doing your thing. Just hey, listen, just do your thing. If people not, people not gonna like it, but this is what they hired you for. Do 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 you? Um, and if you don't want people talking about you, don't sit in the front row. Don't go. If you was conscious about your hair, wear wear a wig. You feel what I'm saying? Like you can't get mad at a person for doing what they do. At and at the very same time, if you're a comedian. And or somebody like me, I, I get on here and say what I want to say because it, I feel it needs to be said and it's the truth, whatever. And I understand that people gonna get upset about it. It's the whole point. But I'm more than prepared to handle the repercussions. You feel what I'm saying? You know, or the, or the backlash or the fallout or whatever. I'm prepared. But all things in mind, like I said, <laughs> y'all have to do. They don't have to do Chris Rock like, like that. Will Smith, he's the victim. <laughs> Get out while you still can, man. Go find you. I don't know. Find yourself. Find yourself. Will Smith been through a lot in his entire career, and um, it's almost like his success made him kind of force him to be this person, this good guy, or whatever. But anyway, um, the main thing about this that I really, really hated was the amount of people saying things such as. Um, Y'all can't be doing this in front of white folks. Now, it is the year of our Lord, 2022. Black people trying to look a certain way in front of white people, quote unquote, civilized, whatever, in front of white people, has been out the door a long time ago. For most of us, for the majority of us, some of us still, you know, they want to, you want to uh, tap dance and drug of watermelons for the white people but hey no not not um so i don't i don't get i don't get it i don't understand it at all how is it if there was a situation where um it was i ended up having to express my anger or passion or whatever the case may be in a situation a fight or argument between me and another person why should i not do that just because white people are around I don't understand it. Well, people's argument against that is, well, they're going to look at us as, they already look at us as this, this, and this. Don't make it worse. And to that I say, the majority of black people are doing, we can, it, it can be a black person. They can be doing extremely well in all aspects financially. They can be a great person in their community. They can be as well kept and clean shaven haircut whatever no t- no tattoos no piercing whatever you know the things that they deem uh, 
unprofessional on us, as long as it's on anything. One point is, anything we do, they, it's going to be frowned upon. We could be doing the very best. You can be a black man or a woman doing the very best. The simple fact that they're black is going to be frowned upon. It's been proven. There are millions or hundreds of cases and examples that you can look up yourself. Won't go, won't, I won't dig deep into that right now. But no matter what we do, we're going to be viewed by white people or the, uh, the white majority of mainstream society as less than simply because we're black. It, ain't got, it really ain't got nothing to do with what we're doing. It's just the fact that we're black because we can have a certain thing that we do, a style of hair, a style of clothes, a style of jewelry, and it's frowned upon because, you know, because it's us. But then Kim Kardashian and them do it, and it's a, it's a trend, and it's worth millions of dollars, and, and they just make money off of it. So there you have it. So in the, in, in the sense of trying to look a certain way in front of white folks, fuck that. <laughs> You know, this, that's out the window. I could understand if you if you would say don't do that because it's uncivil or it's, it's disrespectful or it's going to look bad, it's going to influence chill. You know, you could have said anything other than it looked bad in front of white folks. Especially if we want to talk about the history of uh, white violence. Let me tell you something. You want to look, you you can't yell or cuss or nothing in front of white folks because it's going to look bad. It's going to make us look bad. But the same white folks, you know what white folks used to do back in the day? Not that long ago, neither. Not that long ago. White folks used to get together, put on their, their cleanest hats, suits, shoes. White women get their, their cleanest dress, put on makeup, dress the kids up. Get their kids and their family together, go downtown. Somebody cook, throw some on the grill, people run around playing, play some music. They do all this just because they finna hang hang a black boy. The good old boys done went, got drunk and went and snatched up a, a, a black kid, and now they finna hang him because they feel like it, right? So they'll take the man, <laughs> take the young boy, stand him up in front of all these folks who done came out to see the hanging. Take pictures, hang him. And while he hanging there by his neck, dying, you know what I'm saying? They take pictures. Take turn family come up, stand in front of the hanging black boy. Take pictures for a souvenir. After they hanging, they'll take all his clothes off. They'll cut little half dollar sized pieces of flesh out of his body to keep for souvenirs. Cut his, cut his, um, a white man cut the penises off get their wife as souvenir. You feel me? They take their body down to the, the barn or whatever, cut the fingers and toes off, hands off, beat the face till you can't recognize it. They will rape the dead, the dead mutilated body, take turns raping it. And then they'll take that body back to the family and leave it on the porch. These are the people you trying to you trying to be you can't but you can't don't God forbid you yell or curse in front of them. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Cause that gonna make us look bad. That gonna make us look bad. These are the people you trying to look good in front of. And I know there's people listen, might be people listening. Well, that was years ago. It wasn't that many years ago. My grandmother just turned seventy five, right? She was born in forty seven. What was, what was that situation in Little Rock Nine in Arkansas when they had to get armed soldiers down to Little Rock? to let black kids into the school. My grandmother was 10 years old when that happened, <laughs> okay? 
she's she just turned 75. She's alive and well. Right? She had kids, her kids had kids, and here I am. So if those same people that I just got through talking about were alive and well then, they're alive and well now. They had kids and their kid had kids. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm pretty sure they think the same. And, and before they want to be socially just or even morally just, they're going to listen to Papa and Mama and Daddy. You feel what I'm saying? So they just, I'm sure they just like them. The only reason they want to do shit like this now because it's not as uh, socially accepted. So you you can go, you know, kiss my eyes with that. These, there's no reason for us to try to be a particular way in front of white people. Fuck it. <laughs> so stop saying that. <laughs> Trying to get back to where I was at. Stop saying that. Stop saying you, you, you eliminate that from your rapport, your vocabulary, anything. Oh, I'm not showing in front of any white folk. Why? They show out when they want to, and we can be we can be uh, priests. Well, priests aren't that good either these days. We find it out. But uh, <laughs> we can be the best example of a person possibly that that could possibly be. And they still don't look bad at us. You look at us bad or less than because we're black. So it don't matter. Be yourself. Live your life. <laughs> Express yourself. Especially if somebody violent. In this case, we're nobody violent, Jada Pinkett Smith. She's the violent one. But, <laughs> for, you know, just, just so you know, you know what I'm saying, defend yours. Damn what these folks talking about. You know what I'm saying? They got some explaining to do. All right, moving on. I ain't want to go down. Sorry. <laughs> I did not want to go into that. But hey, sometimes shit needs to be said, man, because this, that's absurd. What I got? Uh, T.I. T.I. ain't worth a damn. T.I. ain't worth a fuck. I've never really liked T.I. He might got one or two songs that I like. I really feel like he reached the level he did solely off of popularity. And there was a, there was a wave of trap music you feel what I'm saying? He just used that wave and that subject matter to get where he at. And I'm not, I'm not talking about whether or not he really did what he did and what he said he did in the raps or whatever. I'm not talking about that. It's like he saw opportunity. I can rap about this and get make it big. And he did, whether he was doing it or not, he did. Because T.I.'s rap skills aren't that great. His songs... <laughs> I can I could I could do without TI. You feel what I'm saying? Me personally, I could do without TI. If we're talking about ranking rappers, he's not gonna be in no top ten for me. It's only if you only only time TI is in the top tier is when we're talking about a specific kind of rap. You got to say, oh top ten trap trap artists or top ten artists from Atlanta. It got to be some kind of stipulation on it. But otherwise, anybody, I'm not talking about T. I'm not talking about T. I'm not. You feel what I'm saying? And 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 <laughs> I'm I'm getting to the point of why I said this in a second. But I'm just gonna let's let's recap T. I. and his antics over over time. First of all, the fucking hat. <laughs> you feel me? Put the hat on, please, correctly. Um, there was that time when he. The shit with him and his daughter, and he talking about he checking his daughter to see if she having sex. Like my nigga, you're Ti. If your daughter's having sex, what's the issue? You feel me? 
of course, when, don't, of course, nobody wants their dogs to be out here being promiscuous, especially y'all. I understand that, but when you the motherfucker that you say you is, I'm to y'all, I'm Mr. Trap Nigga of the Year, and I, I am, I am trap music. Within trap music is fuck the bitches. You hear me? Shake that ass and all that shit. So you promoting, you are the promoter of the shit that you don't want your daughter to partake, partake in. So with that, I say shut the fuck up. Secondly, you can't have that much of a chokehold on your daughter that you go with her to the gynecologist and then expect her to be what you're expecting her to be. So shut the fuck up with that. You know what I'm saying? You got to raise your child. Like I said a second ago about the birth control thing, you got to raise your child in the way that you would want them to go and then just hope for the best. To be honest, that's the way you do it. So what else? Do it as some bullshit to you Oh, the motherfucker was on Crime Stoppers. Does nobody else remember that? This man had a whole Crime Stoppers commercial. T.I. Tip Harris. Tip. The man's name is Tip. 1-800-TIP. You feel me? He had a whole commercial with the hat and everything sideways for Crime Stoppers. Does no one remember? Mr. Trap Music. Mr. I Am Trap Music himself. Nobody remember that? You know what? Hey, what's happening, y'all? Some people call me Tip, but this is about... Hey, what's happening, y'all? Some people call me Tip. But this is about another kind of tip that can help our mothers, our sisters, our brothers, and our fathers help get the perpetrators who commit crimes against them off the streets. All you got to do is call Crime Stoppers Atlanta. Tips can be anonymous, and there's even a reward. The number to Crime Stoppers Atlanta is 404-577-8477. That's 404-577-TIPS. Channel 2, community coverage, you can count. Now... Before you say anything, <laughs> Crime Stoppers isn't bad. It, like he said, it could save your brother, sister, or mother, your family. It could save people. However, when you are Mr. Trap, Mr. I Am Trap Music, if you're I Am Trap Music, you can't have a Crime Stoppers commercial. That's some bullshit. Agree or disagree? But anyway, all right. More T.I. bullshit. Oh, oh, this is this is the one. Do y'all remember when? It was during the pandemic and all the verses was going on and they were trying to figure out who was going to go against who. And <laughs> somebody said, and T.I., oh, oh no, T.I. was the one. I'm saying, I, who, who y'all want, who I'm going to go against? All these verses, who I'm going to go against? And somebody, somebody somewhere said, Busta Rock. And it got quiet, just like that. So the NTI guy made a video with a bunch of big words talking about how he can't go against Buster Rhymes because they come from two different eras. Doesn't matter. We're talking about rap. You feel me? You could be talking, we're talking about who got the most hits. You feel me? Aside from that, T.I. is nowhere near the level of Buster Rhymes if we're talking about rap. If we're talking about music, if we're talking about hits. He's nowhere near Buster Rhymes. And he knew that. And instead of just saying that, he was he had to come, oh, we talking about, that's what I'm saying. He only fits in certain criteria. Oh, I got to be against a trap rapper. Oh, I got to be against somebody from Atlanta. That's the only time you excel. That's the only time you are who you think you are within that certain parameter. Otherwise, you're just another motherfucker with a hat. Now, oh, one, one last thing before we get to the point. <laughs> Uh, oh, he made a he made a I remember he made a rant about a Mount Rush. It was a Mount Rushmore rap or something like that. And he was talking about 
he had the best verse on Swagger Like Us, which is false. And I'm willing to, I'm willing to argue with people. I'm willing to debate it, discuss it. T.I. had the worst verse on Swagger Like Us. Swagger Like Us was T.I., Kanye West, Jay-Z. Who else was on Swagger Like Us? Was it just them? But, 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 bro. T.I. had a better verse. You telling, you telling me that T.I. had a better verse than Kanye West and Jay-Z on one song? That is, that is outlandish. That is outlandish. <laughs> so, listen. All right, but my point is this. T.I. all of a sudden, um, recently wanted to do stand-up. How? Why? I have no idea. But, um, I seen like two minutes of one of his sets. It sounded like he was reading a movie script off of a teleprompter, so I turned it off. It wasn't funny. It wasn't witty. It wasn't really going anywhere. But, um, but yeah, so I guess because of that, he spends time at comedy bars or comedy, uh, comedy houses now and watch other comics which doesn't make sense if you're trying to be a comic to do and so there was this particular girl I can't remember her name right now but she was doing a set and during her set she mentioned T.I. and his uh, rape allegations and so what he did like the type of motherfucker he is it ran up on stage snatched the microphone out the girl hand and was like no you ain't finna talk shit about me because nah, you can't talk about me, and I'm like, who the fuck is you to do that to this shit? You, I mean, and if I'm not mistaken, it came out that the allegations weren't true, or nobody had proof. Either way, they were acquitted of the whole situation, whatever, which is fine. But if a motherfucker want to joke about it, they're gonna joke about it. You're just the butt, of, you're the butt of the joke, buddy. That's just it, unfortunately. But so I just think, get rid, get Ti out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> um, oh, okay, so I wanted to talk about this. Stop the violence. Um, there was a stop the violence meeting held here in town in Washington County. Washington County, Georgia. Uh, Washington County, Georgia is 98% swamp. The 98.9% uh, swamp. The other 1% is... Um, chalk mines and that 0.1% is the city hall <laughs> that, that's what that's what Sandersville consists of it's not, it's not city it's not street or any of that stuff that people try to make it out to be um, but for whatever reason children here in town young kids we're talking like middle school they want to be gang bangers and shoot up people and shoot at other people's kids and shoot up people's houses. It's outrageous. And so um, nothing's been done about it. Uh, I've got several episodes talking about hey, accountability. Parents, you know, <laughs> talk to your kids. See who your kids hanging around. Stop trying to be their friend. Find out how, how the fuck they got a pistol. You feel me? And that was meant with, it's always meant with a lot of backlash. You know, I might post on Facebook, hey, we need to do this, this, and that. And people rebut that with, um, long story short, what they say is, I can't control my kids. They can do what they want to do. 
which is absurd. But hey, if that's the case, there's law enforcement that can. And what they're gonna do is either they're gonna shoot them or they're gonna lock them up. And then if that happens, uh, why y'all let these these white cops shoot these black babies? And the answer to that is the black the black baby had a pistol pointed at several people, shot, fired off of several rounds, you know. So they shot the black baby, or they locked the black baby up. That's that's pretty much what happened. Well, uh, you know, that's what happens. So my thing is this. That resulted in this this stop the violence uh, meeting. Now, this is the third stop the violence, I guess you call it a seminar, that I've attended. One of them I hosted myself. The other was, uh, well, I didn't host it myself. I put it together with, uh, shout out to Travis, Travis Wyker. Me and Travis put it together with the help of the elder, right? The second one I attended was put together by uh, Coach Greg Cooper. The third one was, was arranged by... Uh, um, oh my God, Miss Cassandra. Uh, I think that I think a lot of name worked. Anyway, uh, but yeah. So each time we had this, there were people there. The right people were there saying the right the right things, but the people who needed to hear it weren't there. It wasn't. There was empty seats. You know, people didn't come out, but as soon as some shit happened, they get, oh, this got to stop. But then, okay, you get some people who get together and say, hey, let's talk, let's have a conversation. <laughs> Nobody, you know, only a handful of people. Everybody who's there agrees already. You know what I'm saying? Hey, this needs to stop. We need this needs to stop. I agree. We need to see about these kids. I agree. We need to, if, if this don't happen, then that's going to happen. You're right. Everybody agrees, but the people who, and of course, this is going to be the case. But I'm just saying, the right isn't is falling on deaf ears almost. Or you preaching to the choir. Um, we have people in the community who have took it upon themselves to be uh, the voice of that community. But whenever we have a situation arise, and it's like, hey, you're the voice of the community. Say something. <laughs> what they say is, oh, it ain't nothing I can do. These people gonna do what they want to do. Oh, okay. So. What you really were saying is you ain't worth a damn. So say that. But you you know what I'm saying? And that's usually how it goes. And 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 while I was there, I had several people and some colleagues ask me, um, hey, what do you think we're gonna what do you think we can do to, you know, do you think we're ever gonna fix it? And uh there was a guy there, um, his name was Michael Michael Bereen. He was uh he had been incarcerated since his youth. I think he was in like uh, YDC and then he ended up going to the state penitentiary. And once he got out, he changed his life and he used his time and his experience to speak with communities and young and youth to say, hey, if you keep going down that road, this is what's gonna happen. <laughs> you feel me? And he had great stories and great insight and he could relate to these people because he'd been there. And my thing is it would take more people like him to say, hey, you finna fuck up. You know how I know I fucked up <laughs> and I already been there. So I'm here to tell you, I'm here to try to save you. We need more people like him. You feel me? To come out and say, hey, you know, fuck being cool. Fuck being accepted by these motherfuckers. You finna fuck yourself up. You gonna fuck your family up. You fucking your community up. You know what I'm saying? Change your life. And uh, that's what it's going to take. There is no medicine in the candy method. 
only way medicine in the candy works is if you're giving literal medicine to literal babies in candy. You feel me? And that only works because babies don't know better. We're talking about preteens and adults who know better. You feel me? We can't pacify them. We can't gimmick it to them. That's why church so fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Don't give, give the people straight. Give them, you know, let them, you know, but don't try to shuck and jive your way in to try to fix the problem. You see what I'm saying? We can't have, we can't throw parties. We can't throw cookouts. Bounce houses is not going to fix anything. We need to have some conversations. We need to hold some people accountable. You feel what I'm saying? Stop the violence. Burger meals ain't going to fix shit. You feel, you know? So, listen, everybody need to get on one accord. Fuck being popular. Fuck being accepted. Me, I don't give a fuck what people say about me. If the boat is sinking, I'm going to tell you that the boat is sinking. I'm going to get the fuck off. I don't care how you feel about it. You know what I'm saying? So, same shit with the community. If motherfuckers is fucking up, I'm going to tell you, hey, man, you're fucking up. If somebody asks me, oh, yeah, they fucking up. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to voice my opinion and say what we need. And I'm going to tell you, this is what we need to do. Whether people accept it or not, whether people like me or not. I don't, I don't care. I can't be bought. I can't be bribed. You can't threaten me. You can't offer me exclusion or clubs or be in the it crowd. I don't care. You feel me? But um, this, 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 what happened that day and the times before is definitely necessary. We just got to keep it going, get more people involved. Um, great points were made by the young man, Mike Breen, uh, Detective Trey Bergerman. He gave, he got ahead and gave his spiel every time. Like I talked about on the last episode, I appreciate him for what he does. But he gonna get up there and tell you what's going on. He gonna name names. He gonna educate you on it. He gonna tell you what to look for every time. And he ain't gonna. He's not gonna sugarcoat it. He's not gonna. He's not trying to make it look a certain way for nobody. He has a job to do. He's gonna do it. So he did the same thing. He got up there and named names. Hey, this is what you look for. These signs. These clothing. This behavior. You feel me? Um, they had specialists on parenting. They had specialists on education. You know. I, and stuff like that So This needs This needs to continue um, But The only thing I can say that I didn't like From the uh, From the whole uh, Meeting was One The fact that The right motherfuckers Went there And two The fact that It It would take somebody Like Trey Bregerman A seasoned detective He's also A white man To say Hey We need to get it together Whereas and I'm speaking to the black community because that's the community that I live in and I know the most about. It shouldn't take him saying this shit. You feel me? Somebody in within our community should have been stepped up. And I'm not saying nobody had. As a matter of fact, there are people who have. But when these people stand up and say, hey, this is what we need to do, it's, it's going to be met. I understand it's going to be met with some kind of disagreement always. But at some point, we need to get through our heads. Hey, something needs to be done. We shouldn't attack this man and break him down. We need to help him fix our community. Because how can you do nothing and then when some another motherfucker get, is dead or shot or locked up, then we start hollering, then we start following out crying, saying what we going to do, sharing Facebook posts about text messages you just sent this motherfucker 30 minutes ago. You know what I mean? When we can say everyone's live, we can get everybody back on track. This is Sandersville, Georgia. You feel me? It doesn't have to be crime. 
know what I'm saying? It ain't a whole lot of opportunities here. I agree with that wholeheartedly, but with this black community will come was to come together, we could come up with some shit for us. As a matter of fact, one thing that was said at the meeting, with all these black church and I my god damn it. With all these I said this on several different episodes. I am sure of it. As a matter of fact, what I'm probably gonna do is go back and try to find that episode and repost it. But anyway, I've said so many times, with all these black churches in Sandersville, Georgia, in Washington County, Georgia, the black community shouldn't want or need for anything. All these black churches are taking up this money, taking up these tithes and offerings. We can put this shit together and we can have anything we want. Every opportunity, money, buildings, funding for whatever we need to do. All these black churches, there is no way. There's absolutely no way. Instead of cutting people's heads off as soon as they walk into church for whatever it is they got going on in their life that they don't came to you for help about, if I'm in the streets on drugs or I'm an alcoholic or I'm a homosexual and I'm confused about whether or not I like men or women or I'm having all the babies that I can or I'm hooked on this dope and I come to church for help, I need help. Help me understand what's going on with me. Help me understand what I need to do to change my life help me do it help me execute it hold me accountable help me nigga if i come to church for that and the first thing you do to me when i walk through the door on sunday wednesday the next sunday the next wednesday is cut my head off and tell me that i'm going to hell <laughs> for doing what i'm doing that i came to try to get help for what i'm gonna come back for if i'm hooked on dope and I come to church to get help, you're going to cut my head off of it. Oh, you need to leave that dope alone, you're going to hell. Why would I come back to you for that? Well, I can just go get me another head of dope and feel much better about it for that amount, for a, a quick fix, of time, a quick amount of time. Get, people need to get that through their heads. Church folks need to get that through their heads. Now, if you're going to do the work of Christ, you should be helping the community anyway. So if, any, if anybody, let me turn this down, I'm clipping if anybody should be in in the hood, it's church folk. But like I said, black communities shouldn't want for nothing in, in in with all these churches, with all these churches in Washington County. So, um, if you listen to this and you live in Waco, reach out, reach out to the right people, reach out to me, and. Uh, if you want to help or contribute or be a vendor or whatever to these black to these stop the violence uh, events, I get you in touch with the right people, and um, you know we'll 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 do it because it's absurd. There's no reason that um, 13 year olds in Washington County should be reaching for guns. You know you want to know what I was doing when I was 13, my nigga. When I was 13, I read like four or five Harry Potter books. I'm trying to teach myself how to, how to walk it out. You feel me? I'm trying to figure out what the fuck Fable talking about in Laffy Taffy. You see, because 13, I was like, it was like 06, something, somewhere around that age. This, this is stuff that's on my mind. You know, puberty and shit is hitting me. I'm trying to figure out why all the girls that was ugly last week all of a sudden find me now. You feel me? But motherfuckers done went and got pistols. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. So, 
Hey, let me move on. I got some I got some shit stuff that I actually want to talk about. Before I got to the main topic, and I'm already 48 minutes. Uh I'm a, I'm gonna shoot through it. Uh Capital Riot. Oh, uh, I think it was like a week's worth of messages and call logs were erased prior to the Capitol riot um, by Donald Trump, and they were trying to figure out what he's hiding. And it's like, uh, duh, he's hiding the fact that he organized the shit. But hey, uh, there's so many people that pretend like Trump's the best thing to happen to America. And um, when you ask them why, first thing that comes out of their mouth is either Obama or Joe Biden, which makes no sense. But uh, my thing, I'm I'm not big on politics at all. I think every president is trash because the government is trash. But uh, I can tell you that Trump was trash because he, he surfaced all of the prejudice and racism in the country and enabled it also. Uh, and you can't argue that because, hey, the Capitol riots, a bunch of white fools ran up in it nothing happened to them except for this one guy who got caught with a small armory and um, like a whole bunch of this is just a slew of weapons and lists of politicians that uh, were labeled bad guys on his list he got caught with a bunch of weapons and he got sentenced to four years in prison four years his niggas dealing, dope, dope got more time than that and they were selling some dope to buy some bread and bologna for their kids but but why, this this motherfucker, you feel me, got caught with some weapons and and plans to assault the capital of the United States, and got four years. Um, moving on. <laughs> oh yeah, I really wanted to talk about this uh, NBA player, Bismack Biyombo. He's obviously African. Uh, I said that because of the name. Uh, he's a center for the. Phoenix Suns, he's decided to give his entire salary, $1.3 million, back to his home in the Republic of Congo to build a, uh, to build a hospital. Um, this stood out to me because I've said for a long time, um, last week's episode, uh, Jaden asked me, uh, is it hope for us? Basically, he's like, can, can the black community do anything? And uh, my answer was no, because I don't think that black people, well, it would be tough for black people to be on one accord. Um, and and the reason I said it is because if so, if we were to get on one accord, shit would be over with by next week. Because you got this one man, $1.3 million, that's a lot of money. Think about all the black athletes that are millionaires think of all the black artists that are wealthy or millionaires this this one man puts his millions of dollars to use to fix his community and I said on the last episode why would I come from this struggle and use the excuse of I'm a product of my environment and then make all this money from that and not fix the environment you feel me? Why, why, why not? Why not go back? Hey, let me turn, let me turn this trap house into a home that's going to be worth. It's going to have high property value. Let me 
get these homeless people off the street, get them some therapy, get them some help. I can afford it. And you eliminate the environment. This man, <laughs> he, he, he's building a hospital for this root. I'm pretty sure it's like a poor place. If all of, if most black people in the United States, would, the wealthy ones would do that, we'll be fine. However, <laughs> uh, people aren't on the same. That, I don't want to call. But um, yeah, I just that I saw that story and it stood out to me for that reason. Because like I, we need more people like him. Everybody in the NBA and the NFL got together. It would be no more race. There would be no more racism because we would have our own shit. Imagine if every black player in the NFL got together and started. They can afford to start their own league. That'll be the end of the NFL because ain't nobody gonna watch the NFL no more. There go Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, all of the playmakers, all of them, you know, they gone. Who gonna, who they gonna watch in the NFL? And so they make their own league. Bam. You know what I'm saying? Everybody finna watch it. They can afford to do it. They can afford to use all, take all the ticket sales from, the, from this new league and send it to black communities to help build it up. They can afford to do that. Without repercussion, they make millions, they make $30 million a year. If we can survive, when I say we, I mean people not athletes, we can survive off of 40, 50,000 a year. They can definitely survive off of a couple of million, you know what I'm saying, and use the rest of their millions, put it together, and make some changes. You feel what I'm saying? I know, I know they can do this. But hey, gotta be on the court. I'll save a deep dive of that for another episode. Uh, this is the last last piece of news before I get to the main topic. Herschel Walker is run, running for Senate. No thanks. We don't need Herschel Walker in any kind of government or Senate position. If 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 Uncle Tom was a person, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. If Uncle Ruckus was a person, this man supported Trump. This man is from Wrightsville. Georgia. He is uneducated. Yeah, he he went to University of Georgia and he ran that football real good. That's why they love him. That's why they love him so much. You understand what I'm saying? And you, you see some I see some signs around town here in Sandersville. Herschel for Senate. No, they like Herschel Walker because he went he he was he's from close by. He went to their favorite school and he ran the football real good. And he supports Trump. But People like him, something gonna happen. I hope, I hope, and I hope it's not anything bad. But something gonna happen to remind him, hey, you're a black man. You know what I'm saying? But he, this man ain't fit to be in Senate. This man didn't even finish at UGA. He lied and said he did. That that article just uh, surfaced and came up. He lied and said he finished at UGA. He didn't even finish. So he's uneducated. <laughs> he's he's he, he supports bigots. He supports racism. He talking about there ain't no racism in Georgia. Uh, I think he said he had some remarks about the George Floyd incident or something happened. He something happened to some black people. You know, not nothing. You know, in America, by the hands of the government or the police. And he said, "Good for him." Long story short, I got to find the story, but that's what happened. So we don't need this motherfucker in Senate. Um, we they are you know they already seem to forgot about Brian Kemp and his deportation bus. You know what I'm saying? These are the motherfuckers that people are voting for. That's why I say so shit like this and the capital riots 
government is a joke. It's a joke. It's, it just is. It's, it's, a, it's a joke. And it's a means of locking motherfuckers up. So, I don't... It's like, you're damned if you, if you play the game, you fuck. You fuck. If you don't play the game, you fuck. Still. So, uh, we can fix that too. But, hey, like I said, motherfuckers got to be on one accord. Uh, all right, so I'm going to say one more. I'm already at an hour. So, <laughs> I'm going to say one more thing and... Um, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, I just wanted to give y'all my experience, my account of uh, unplugging from social media. I got off, I deleted all my socials, all my socials about two weeks ago. It's coming up on three weeks next week. But I deleted all my socials and um, my reasons for doing it. Um, (laughs) I was very, okay, first of all, the internet will run anything ragged. So the Will Smith shit was like, wow. Um, I'm tired of seeing this. It was 10 minutes after it happened. I was tired of seeing it. Uh, so stuff like that. I get tired of seeing inmates streaming from Chain Gang. I get tired of seeing the news and motherfuckers talking about war. I get tired of seeing inflation, gas prices. I get tired of seeing um, people posting stupid stuff. People just post absurd, idiotic things. Like, did you not think about this before you posted it? Um, you know, wild shit. Like, people, I've seen one chick uh, say she she's glad her baby was mixed because he got good hair and he light skin. And she was she's black and ace of spades. And it's like, wow, the self-hate is real. But, you know, shit like that. And it's like, wow, you want a motherfucker really say this shit? Um... People doing crazy shit for likes. Um, just people just being messy, stirring the pot. Um, if, you know, I, I really what reason, reason I kept Facebook, reason I kept all my socials was because of the show. It was a main, easy means of communicating and getting the show out. And um, every now and then on Facebook, I just post a little small status uh, giving my opinion or my thoughts on something and that and that shit get attacked and it's one thing to discuss something with someone but it's another another thing to have a motherfucker disagree just because that's not what they think and then it's like oh, okay you know then oh no don't fuck around and be right in what you're saying then they come back with the oh that's your opinion as if that makes it any less true you know what I'm saying yeah that's my opinion and I'm right but uh it was, it, was, it was a collection. It was a slew of things, reasons as to why, hey, I'm getting off social media. People going live just to talk shit about motherfuckers. When uh, people trying to slander other people's businesses, small, you know, small business took off during the pandemic. And around here in San Diego, it's a lot of, lot of small business, and you got people slandering other people's businesses. It's like, hey, why, you couldn't, couldn't contact that person and tell them, hey, I didn't like this, this, and that about your service. And as a bit and business owners look for that, you know what I'm saying? They want you to tell them what you do and don't like for the sake of their business, but you won't tell them or you will tell them, but then you go drag them on socials just for some likes. And it's like, you know, shit like that. And, I'm, and, and before I can get on, get on there and say, y'all need to get this together. I just, Hey, fuck it. I don't care. So I deleted everything except for, um, TikTok just because I think it's a great, um, 
crowdsource of information. Like if I want to know something about something specific, I can look it up on TikTok and you got a whole bunch of people that are operating within that field. Like for example, uh, I was, I, I stay in the country and um, last year I did a garden and I said this year I was going to start another garden and keep some bees to help the, not only help my garden, but help, you know, the environment. So I want to know about beekeeping. And, you know, you go on TikTok, beekeeping, and you got people telling you the day in, the day out, what to look for, this and that, in detail. It's almost like YouTube, but more more detailed. So um, so I kept TikTok, and I got Reddit for news. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a great experience. Uh, stress, my stress level went way down because I'm not seeing idiot, idi, idiotic things all the time and it's not driving my blood pressure up. Um, expose, is you got to think about it. We've been plugged into some sort of social media for like 25 years. Back in, was it, is it 25? A long ass time. <laughs> um, my starting with shit like tagged and MySpace and shit like that. So that was back in, you know, back when we were like 13, 14, 15, you know, stuff like that. So like 14, 15, 14 years. So we've been on socials that long, messaging that long, pictures uploading every single aspect of your life for years. So um, I was interested to see, I planned to do it. And I was interested to see what, how my mind, you know, my body was going to react. And um, the pluses for, like I said, less, the pluses from unplugging, uh, first of all, like I said, uh, less stress. Uh, your mind actually gets the chance to rest. My memory improved um, because I guess not being overloaded with information. Just think about when you're scrolling, you're going immediately from one thing to the next. Um, my attention to detail went up. Like I, I, when I'm looking at something that I've seen a hundred times, like when I went back to work, uh, there were signs in the workplace that I didn't notice until then. There were pieces of equipment that I didn't notice until then. Simply because, you know, it's, you, your mind is almost like a computer. Like you're using, you're using that um, random access memory to uh, to see you know, Facebook feed. And so, um, you know, once, once you got it all back, now you can see everything with detail. Um, more pluses. Oh, my dreams. My dreams have been <laughs> extremely vivid and, um, and more developed. You know, you might dream, you see a giraffe playing the guitar while drinking a Diet Coke out of a straw, something super random. You'd be like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And it'd be like a collection of all the shit you've seen that day. So now my dreams are more whatever is on my mind, I experience it in the dream. And it's super, it's almost like a TV show. Everything is put together. Everything is um, uh, more structured. And I thought that was, that was a, that blew my mind. Um, another thing, well, pro, uh, let's say cons. Cons of it with that first week was uh, muscle memory. I instantly pick up my phone and try to cycle through apps that I didn't have. <laughs> and I kind of had to occupy my time. So I started reading articles and shit like that that occupy my time. Um, there's 
really the only bad thing from um from cutting it out. But otherwise, it's benefited me. I can see from the outside looking in. Now I see how uh, devious, like not devious, but for lack of better words, bad social media is. It's super polarizing. It groups everybody together. Like I didn't even know there was an alopecia community prior to the whole. <laughs> um, Will Smith thing, but online everybody has a community, everybody has a voice, and not just a voice, a echo chamber, a bunch of people that agree with them just because, you know what I'm saying, without thinking about different situations or uh, circumstances, they just gonna agree with you. Um, and that's gonna be a good thing as well as a bad thing, but um, social media is super polarizing. I didn't think there was gonna be anything worse than <coughs> drugs and money in the world in terms of people do anything to get it but likes likes and follows are almost as bad I, I really say they're as bad as drugs and money because people will go out of their way and do the craziest shit just for likes shooting, shooting each other in the head you know what I'm saying for likes exploiting their children for likes just outlandish stuff destroying their relationships with family anybody for likes for likes on social media verified checks you feel me and um i'm running out of time but i think i'm gonna do a uh, i'm gonna do another deep dive on social media for another episode but i just wanted to tell y'all you know what was going on and um with that so if you if you're not ready to just totally uh, throw away your socials Just do it for a week Do it for a month You know what I'm saying it, It'll benefit you It'll help you It'll make you be more productive uh, It's better for your mind Give your mind a chance to breathe um, And you know Thinking is legal But uh, They want to do Everything they can To control your thinking And there goes social media It tells you what to, it, For a lot of people It tells them how to think And how to feel and I have my own way of thinking and feeling. So it was easy for me to, you know, break away. But you might learn something about yourself. You might learn something about your own mind. You might learn something about your own mental process. So um, try it out. I'm going to go ahead and cut this episode. I'm right at an hour. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. Like, leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe. Um, donate to the show. Links are in the description. Follow me on Everybody's Upset on TikTok. Um, make sure y'all uh, email me, everybody's upset at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, uh, listener letters, or relationship advice, any kind of advice you need. Just send it in and I'll talk about it. Um, and yeah, man, that's all I got for uh, this week. I'll see y'all next time. This is Everybody's Upset.